welcome to episode seven of Culture Talks. We are Heather and Shyla, the regional managers of Crown's Global Skills Team. I'm Heather, I'm based in the UK, and I oversee the EMEA and the Americas regions. Hello, I'm Shyla, I'm based in Hong Kong, and I oversee programs in Asia Pacific. Each episode of Culture Talks, we want to pull back the curtain of cultural training, bust some myths and do this with our own stories and examples on different topics each episode. We want to showcase the impact and the scope of how culture talks in different ways. Last episode, we looked at returning home successfully and the impact of reverse culture shock. This episode, we're looking at customer service and why it's so difficult to get it right when you're Mm -hmm. navigating different cultures. Mm. And we know it's difficult because it's often the first area that we notice cultural differences. It's definitely the one where we could immediately recall examples of culture talking <laughs> loudly <laughs> immediately so yes that time I tried to get into a shop somewhere called um big and beautiful in Taiwan and I entered and the shop assistant took one look at me and bellowed no not you too big <laughs> oh or, or that mortifying time when a waiter told me off for saying thank you too many times <laughs> horrific (laughs) Um, and this isn't just something that makes a good story although obviously once you've processed the trauma it often can be it's an ever-growing huge area for business as well absolutely trying to get the customer service right is such an important area for a company and why there's an as you said why there's an ever-increasing business focus on customer experience and value-led growth Yeah, absolutely. It's everywhere. But culture and customer service, you know, doesn't always like yell at you like our examples. It's not always as jarring or as noticeable as, you know, the ones that we're still in recovery from. You know, sometimes culture whispers and you've got to look for it. So what might be written off as bad customer service might simply be that it's different customer service. Remember, we've mentioned several times in our previous episodes that Mm. there is no right or wrong in culture. There's only different. Yeah, right. And so this is what we're looking at today. We'll be looking at examples of when culture talks loudly, when it whispers, and when we might notice a slight cultural difference, how we can use these examples to examine the culture and what might be really going on beneath the surface and highlight mm. quite why it was so cha- it can be challenging for companies. Yeah, I think we might be making the point quite loudly that customer service is hard. But why? So let's have a little think. Um, So customer service interactions aim to emulate something that's part of the universal human contract. And that is the desire to connect with other people by showing that we are acceptable or desirable in order to fit in with that community. You know, it's why we don't want to make we don't want to offend or we don't want to make mistakes. You know, we want to be accepted. And when we are like connected and when we're accepted, we're not just doing it for fun. You know, we're looking at getting what we need out of that connection with other people. Right. So so millions of years ago, you know, getting what you needed might have been being part of a tribe for safety. And now it might be about retaining your customers by making sure they're happy. Both is aiming for connection and acceptance to a certain end. Absolutely. And this is politeness theory. You know, big shout out to my fellow students of pragmatics or linguistics who recognize this as part of Brown and Levinson's politeness theory. Oh, yeah, we've gone we've gone deep on this one. 
But it's also it's what companies and it's what anyone working with customer service is trying to mirror. They want their service to be acceptable and desirable, and it has to fit how to be acceptable within different cultures. And what makes it more challenging for a company is that it's not just about training your staff to communicate in a way that is, you know, culturally specific or sensitive. You've also got to your staff to notice their own cultural norms, but also to understand that the impact of culture has on the customer experience or even the reporting of that experience. So here's a really fascinating example of how culture can whisper within customer service. Feedback, right? So feedback mm. is something that companies love. Yeah. You know, we know it's it feels tangible, it can be made numerical and it can be compared. Yeah. But can it when you factor in culture? So mm. let's take air travel, for example, right? There was actually some research done by the Airports Council International that mm -hmm. customers traveling would give very different satisfaction scores depending on where they came from and in fact 35 to percent to 45 percent of the overall customer satisfaction is impacted by a person's cultural background yeah and that's massive isn't it for companies who are really wanting to make things compar comparable comparable mm -hmm. <laughs> then that you know 35 to 45 percent is a massive part of it you know and so a person from the UK who might have been on the same flight as someone from the US and um, had the exactly same experience might report being more satisfied because they expect a lower quality of service. You know, that's a cultural norm within the UK. But someone from the US might rate the same experience lower because they have higher expectations of customer service within their culture. But also on the flip side, if the, if the stewards are really attentive and the pilot is incredibly informative, that mm. same UK customer might feel overwhelmed and actually unhappy about all of that attention, where the American might have loved it. So, I mean, how does a company win there? You know, how to know whether the customer service was good and like how to make it better when you're navigating across different cultures? Right. And, and what what can also be based on culture is how much do you want to give that feedback? Mm -hmm. You know, I always wonder about the cultural whispers within that, you know, mm. that one that I'm sure many people consider. Are there different approaches needed for different cultures, knowing that what we know about the impacts that culture can have on that response? Yeah, absolutely. For global companies or companies that are trying to navigate mm -hmm. on a global level, it's really challenging. It's a big question. And we probably should have pointed out earlier that we're not actually going to be solving any of these questions uh, here. <laughs> that is not the aim of our podcast. We are just drawing attention to the fact that they exist. <laughs> we do sound and very I, intelligent, though. We do don't we <laughs> and I think that showcasing you know why we're seeing um a, a real big uptick in interest in cultural training for non-relocating employees you know there are so many variables of culture mm -hmm. at play in so many different situations and companies are trying to navigate that with some cultural training for their staff and this is why we're always talking about cultural training needing to be built on self-awareness you've got to view it all through that lens yeah, totally. So, you know, if we if we put on our kind of cultural lens, um, put on our cultural glasses, you know, think about that story about the, the waiter who told you <laughs> off for thinking about him. What would that tell you if you were looking through your cultural lens? 
Well, um, I could first understand that he was uncomfortable by the thank yous. I know, you know, and that's that was probably my British cultural norms challenging his. Mm. I could also guess he wasn't used to that many thank yous. I mean, I probably yeah. overdid it a little bit. I could even. <laughs> it's possible as a Brit. I don't understand I how it's possible. It's just natural, right? I could even look at the context where we're in. In Hong Kong, you know, culture, the restaurant culture is built on time is money, norm is mm-hmm. speed. Mm-hmm. It's functional. It's efficient. You don't dwell for hours in a restaurant. It's transactional. Yeah. You're in and out, right? Yeah. And a waiter in Hong Kong is, you know, it's often a job that's temporary. So if he was just looking on the job, you know, as means as a means to an end, yeah, that, you know, he what he, what he was doing wasn't really exceptional. He just he didn't hadn't cooked me any, you know, something special. Yeah. Maybe you know, maybe I wasn't being a good customer by doing something different to accept his service. Yeah, you know. And he could have been just a bit annoyed or, or thought I was laughing at him or not just being or maybe not even being genuine. Right. I mean, how many times did you thank him? <laughs> I know. But, I mean, so, there's so much culture at play there, isn't there? You know, context is so huge. And how to be a good customer. That's a really interesting thing that, you know, that's so governed by culture. You know, in the US, the customer is king. And, you, you know, really, you, I mean, you, you could do a lot, couldn't you, to yeah. be to be a bad customer in, in the US because the aim there is is for people working in customer service in restaurants at least to get good tips you know versus mm-hmm. in France where it's very very different you know customers are customers have to be good customers because the waiters um in that culture are experts they're professionals who expect mm. to be respected in their profession and i think that's really interesting because france is such a strong culture of egalitarianism you know there's it's it, there's no hierarchy um of you know the customer knows best and so they're higher up the hierarchy chain than than the waiter nope in france the waiter is the expert and the customer needs to show respect by being a good customer mm. Mm. Well, then, OK, let's look at your story about the big and beautiful shop. Let's <laughs> examine that. What do you think that is with your cultural lens? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I mean, firstly, I should remind myself that that incident was very unusual. That was not my normal experience of customer service <laughs> yeah. in shops mm-hmm. in Taipei. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess kind of like Hong Kong, you know, the, the cult, there's a swiftness of service in Taiwan and, you know, it's, it's very fast paced, but also face is important. So maybe if I th- mm-hmm. think about it from a face perspective, you know, if I was looking at it through that perspective, a customer service, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she was trying to meet my needs um, by trying to help me save face, you know, to help me save mm-hmm. my time because she thought I wouldn't find anything to fit my like gargantuan <laughs> five foot nine, 175 centimeter frame. <laughs> Um, oh. I mean, possibly, possibly that was it. She was trying to save me time. Mm, I think you got a good point there. She wanted to save face. Maybe you don't speak very good Chinese and she would feel that she would lose face if her English wasn't good enough too, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what that makes me feel better? <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes looking at things from a cultural lens can definitely take the sting away when it's not met your mm. own kind of cultural needs. Um, so thanks for that, Shyla. <laughs> And that actually brings us to the end of the episode today. 
Um, we have talked about customer service, how it can shout loudly, how it can whisper and how at each turn um, it can show us so much about cultural norms. You know, it's a real opportunity to examine it um, for all people involved in the interaction. You know, customer experience, connecting and being desirable to customers is a huge, as we've said several times, you know, it's really kind of growing in focus for businesses. And when you throw culture into the mix, it can get even more nuanced and complex. So I hope that we've shown that through each interaction, it can be a real opportunity to study and understand um, culture. And so that's what we'd like to leave you with. So as ever, our final um, call for you is to ask you a question, our lovely audience. Think about, you know, Shyla and I have shared some scarring stories. Think about that story that you always, you know, tell about a waiter on holiday or that one, that story that your grandmother always, you know, trots out at parties about some customer service that that kind of stands out. When you analyse that, what is that story? What is the example telling you about culture, about your culture and about the other person's? So, Shyla, it is always a joy. Thank you so much for um, listening to us. Join us next time for episode eight of Culture Talks. Bye.